0: Amen. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we just bless you and give you yes. praise with much thanksgiving. You're such a kind God. You're a good, good God, and you're so gracious to us. And we thank you that you. We thank you for pastors. We thank you for pastors, not just us, but pastors all over this world who, even in a pandemic, continue to labor for the people, continue to teach the word, continue to encourage the people to step up and live the life that you have for us, God. All of the fivefold ministry gifts that are working for the perfecting of the saints, God. We Thank you for that. We thank you for all of the people that you have connected to us, both locally and virtually, God. And we pray that they would see your goodness in every area of your life. We pray that they would have a heart to align with you and to experience your goodness and to become a testimony to the world of how great you are. Now, Father, you said that anytime we could see here and understand that we would be converted and we would be healed. And so we put a demand on that word today and we declare that our eyes are anointed to see our ears. Ears are anointed to hear, and our hearts are anointed and open to understand. We declare that we're not just hearers of the word, but we believe the mm-hmm. word and we do the word. Yes. And because we believe the word and we do the word, we see the word yes. produced in our lives. Yes. Now, Holy Spirit, we thank you because you are the ultimate teacher. Lord, we ask right now, Holy Spirit, come and do what only you can do. Mm-hmm. Illuminate us, elevate us, help us to see what it is that you're saying to us so that we can live the life that you have called us to live. And help us to be a testimony of the goodness of God to all of the world. Now we pray if anybody drops in on this broadcast or they're watching today and they they don't know you, that they will be compelled by your love. They will be compelled by something that we say or do to come and get to know Jesus for themselves. And we thank you and we believe for the testimonies in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now you know what I'm about to say now. Somebody go get blessed today. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Somebody's going to change their life today. Somebody's going to step into a new level of authority and power and victory today. Somebody's going to get blessed today. And what all of y'all should be typing is, it is me. It is it me. Is me. It if is it's some me. blessing going on, if it's some increase going on, it's if it's some transformation going on, it is me. You have to be like the woman with the issue of blood who literally was willing to press through the crowd and refuse to leave until she encountered Jesus. I promise you, if you will get hungry, hungry and thirsty and refuse to leave until you touch Jesus, you will touch him and your life will be changed.
1: Well, that's a promise, right? Because the Bible says those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they would. Shall be filled. Shall be filled. Shall be filled. Shall be filled. Shall shall is that legal term? It says it's going to happen. So you don't have to worry about whether God's going to do it. The question is, are you going to do it? Yes. If you do your part. God will do his. And so last week uh, we started this series on uh, how to activate or how as a believer do you activate the power and authority that Jesus Christ has made available to us so that we can receive proven or maximized results. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have several um, steps that, that you need to do. But we decided to just kind of take our time and, and kind of work these uh one each week or so uh, And last week we really kind of honed In on, on, on us As believers Using a weapon that the Lord Has given us which is our tongue, our tongue. And we started talking about that It really it, it goes along with something That we said so so many weeks ago When we were talking about the four areas That we must tame yes. uh, And it's so important because you said it Earlier this is still a Season of great harvest
0: Yes, it is. But we
1: declared that 2021 was the year of release. Yes, That was the word that the Lord gave gave us in our house and told, and those who are connected to us and who would receive it, that this would be the year where there would be things that would be released to us. Things that had been held back would be released, but that also we would begin to release some things that we have been holding on to that's, that's good. been holding us that's back. Good. Uh, and one of the things that we had to release was this idea of us just saying any old thing out of our mouth. Amen. And so we said there were four areas in which we needed to to tame and we said that number 1 we need to tame our faults. Yes. And when we started teaching the series that's what we were that's what we were dealing with. We were dealing with this idea of this power and authority, where does it come from? And and, and and how do we forfeit it or how can it be taken away from us? And we were talking about how we had to retrain our mind. The Bible talks about being renewed uh, in, in your mind and not being conformed or fashioned after this world mm-hmm. and its superficial customs. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking about the mind and how we change our mindset, that if we want something different, we got to think something different and that we can choose what we think by what we put into it because our our brains are so much like a computer that whatever you put into it that's what it's going to process and then and then and then we talked about that for several weeks and then we moved to here and now we've moved from our thoughts to taming our thoughts to now taming our tongue our tongue and our tongue is so important the bible talks about the tongue in james and it literally says that even though um the rudder on the ship is the smallest thing it has the ability to turn the whole ship and that so it is with our tongue although it's a very small member of our body It literally has the the ability to murder or to put uh, or to set things on fire or to cause chaos and destruction, or it can do just the opposite and build people up. It can create uh, prosperity and life and joy and peace, but our tongue has the ability to do that. And so we started talking last week, and there's a couple things we said that I want to just recap real quick. We said that number one, as Christians, we actually have the power. To enforce in this earth realm what has already been established in heaven. In other words, if there's no sickness in heaven, there's no lack in heaven, there's no disease in heaven, there's no insufficiency in heaven, there's no depression in heaven. Then we as ambassadors of heaven have the ability in this realm to create heaven on earth. And the way we do that is the same way that God began to do that in the beginning when it says that he looked out and he spoke a word and he spoke a word. And there were there were the waters. He spoke a word and there were trees. He spoke a word. And there there was the earth and, and, and rivers and everything else. He did with a word. And then we also said last week that as believers, we must not be afraid. To acknowledge that we possess the ability to know how to get the job done. Yes. And and why was that important? And I loved it because I saw several people in the Facebook group last week posting it, and they said, "I am divine." And that was one of those things that that, that we say to each other. But it was like you know we need to we need to not be shy about saying that that if we are born again, and all of us say we're born again, who we are saying we're born again? And we say we're born again, and that we're born of God. Then there's nothing wrong with saying that we are divine, and if we are indeed divine, then we must not be afraid to acknowledge that as divine beings. That doesn't mean that we are the God, but it, but but we are certainly made in His image. And therefore, as being divine, we possess the ability to get the job done. And that goes back to our thinking. If we can convince ourselves that we have the
0: ability to get the job done, it opens up a realm of possibility for what we can do. And I love that because I think that one of the things that's been taught so poorly in the body of Christ is that we still have believers literally walking around referring to themselves as sinners saved by grace. Mm -hmm. The Bible never says that about anybody Mm -hmm. once they accept Jesus. It says that you are the righteous. Of God in Christ Jesus. And understand how you think about yourself is going to determine how you face life circumstances. It
1: determines what you say about yourself. Absolutely. Because if I think about myself one way, then whatever's in the abundance of the heart, that heart mind connection, then my mouth is going to agree with that and say it. And then it becomes my
0: reality, even when I don't want it to be. It becomes my reality, even when I don't want it to be, which is why we tame the tongue and we learn how to say things. We don't say things like, I'm getting sick. Mm -hmm. When we feel our body getting challenged, we begin to declare, I am the healed of the Lord. And we ask God for instructions to turn that around. When someone gives us a diagnosis, we don't say we have, we say it's been diagnosed, Mm -hmm. but we believe the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Understand that this is so important that you tame your talk. And I love it. Um, Leslie says positive self-talk, but it's so much more than positive self-talk. It is positive, but the power is that it is the word of God. Like, here's the difference. It's one thing to say, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. That's a positive statement. It is different when I know that my right to be happy is rooted in a promise from God. They that fear the Lord shall be happy. Mm-hmm. Happy are the people who delight in the law of the Lord. So now, even when I look at that, when he says, Happy are the people who delight in the Lord, if I'm not delighting in the Lord, I can now understand why I don't have happiness. Mm-hmm. It's so much more. And I think that this is very important that we make that distinction because we are not here just teaching positive affirmation. We are not just here teaching some form of sexual, secular humanism. We are literally teaching that we take the word of God, which is a lie. And we begin to formulate our thoughts and our words with that. And we produce change in our life because that's the authority he's given us.
1: Because when I say I have the power to get the job done, that is a, that is a, that is a positive affirmation. What's behind my positive affirmation is this power and authority that Jesus has given me. Oh, I so, love that. So, so I'm making the positive affirmation. I am saying the right thing, but what am I saying the right thing based on? Am I saying it based on my own ability? Because if I'm saying it based on my own ability, then at some point I'm going to stop believing the positive affirmation. But if it's based on what God has said and I've put God in his right place, then no matter how it may seem, I could be. I could, it can it seem like true. I'm getting beat up. It can seem like I'm getting knocked down. It can seem like everything is going wrong. But if what I'm believing is based on God's word and I say I have the power to get the job done, it's not based on Edwin's ability. It's not based on Edwin's intellect. It's not based on Edwin's connections or network. It's not based on Edwin's skill. It is based on God. And in order for me not to get the job done, God would have to cease being God. That is what gives me. That is what gives me my power. That is what gives me my energy. That is why I can keep going, even when it seems like all of hell is against me, because I have the power to get the job done because
0: God said so. You're teaching so good this morning. and It says, really, we one of the confessions we make is I am who God says I am. Mm-hmm. I can do what God says I can do. So here's one of the challenges for us as believers. If we don't know, who God says who we are, Mm -hmm. then how do we know what we can do? And that is why we say all the time, what did God say? say? What is I I know what may have happened to you, but what did God Mm -hmm. say? I know your circumstances may look crazy, but what did God say? Why? Because the source of what I believe about myself. Here's the thing. Let's take Jordan, for example. When we were believing for Jordan to be able to talk, That was not just some positive affirmation and some desire not for our for our daughter not to talk. We literally went to the word of God. Where do you get a word from God that says that Jordan should talk? And he made the mute. To speak Mm -hmm. so we use A scriptural promise and he Made the mute to speak He took the people who were mute and he Gave them language if he did it once He can do it again so Now when we begin to call Jordan's language forth we're Not doing it based on what the doctors Think about her we're not doing It based on what we think We are doing it based on What God has demonstrated That he has already done according To his word we are not using our own strength. We are using the strength of the word. And now here's what happens because God is the one who made Jordan to begin with, right? So if there's something that's not right about Jordan, then we use the pressure of the word. And I keep talking about this pressure because the word will pressure your situation and change it. We use our thoughts. We use our tongue in order to change the situation and to bring out what God already had for us.
1: Well, and that's the difference between what we're talking about and what you can find in in, in some secular humanistic writings or books, right? Yes. Because if you just lay them beside each other, they can Come on, sound teach the same. They, they, can, they can sound the same. The difference is what we're saying, what is it rooted in? In secular humanism, is rooted in, in your energy, in your power, in your ability. When we're talking about this, this is rooted in God's power in God's ability, in God's authority. And so uh, that is the difference. It's why Matthew 18 and 18 says that we have the ability to bind things on the earth um, that, that 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 are that are that are already bound in heaven. And while we can loose things in the earth that have already been loosed in heaven, because we're ambassadors of heaven. So we have the ability to come into this dimension, this earth realm, and as 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 divine beings of heaven, we can create um a, 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 a heaven experience here on earth. And I think that's the, that's the thing that's so important. And that's why using your tongue is so important. You know, one of the things we talked about last week was Proverbs 18 uh, and 21. And and we use that scripture a lot for a lot of different things because it's so true because it says death and life are where they reside in the power of the tongue. So your tongue has power, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you use it for good or evil, it has power and death is in it but also life is in it. And so since death and life are both contained in the same vessel, then whichever way we use it, that's how we're gonna experience life. So it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Then Matthew 12 and 37 is kind of what we ended last Mm -hmm. week. And it says, for by thy words, thou shalt be justified. And by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. So there it is again, illustrating for us that our tongue is both, uh, can bring both life and death. It can both justify us or condemn us. The, the, The tongue is not good or bad, it's neutral. It's how we choose to use it. Is how we choose to use it and the way we choose to use it will determine whether or not we can actually activate the power and authority that Jesus has given
0: us for maximized results in our life. So I I just want to make this clear for the people, because this is what I hear you saying. I can be a born again believer who is on my way to heaven. But if I have a reckless, negative, doubtful mouth, I am not. I'm going to be condemned by that doubtful, reckless, negative mouth. Yes, it's not God condemning you. It's, it's,
1: it's what you're saying and what it's connecting you to. See, when when God created us, he created us so that we had this ability within us to attract to us whatsoever we say, mm-hmm. uh, he says it like this. He says that with the with the with the with with faith, just a grain of a mustard seed, that you could speak to a mountain and tell a mountain to move, and it should obey you. Mm-hmm. Well, that he he didn't say that that will only work if you're using it for something positive. Come on, he gave us the principle, and then he tells us. He says, "I put before you today, life and death." Choose. He he says life and prosperity. He says death and prosperity. Choose prosperity. Choose the good one, because he understands that when he set this thing in motion, that we could if we weren't careful, we could choose to use it in a bad way. And so what what I'm saying is exactly what you're saying, that I can love God with all of my heart. heart. I can go to church. I can serve. I can tithe. I can fast, I can pray in tongues, but if I do not tame those four things we were talking about those times, if one of them, if I do not tame this tongue, right? Then what happens is I end up, what Proverbs just told us, I end up living by what I'm saying. And so if I'm not saying the right things, although I can be doing the right things, I won't be receiving the right
0: things. And one of the things that we have really had to discipline ourselves over the last 27 years is to really put a guard on our mouth. Sure. There are things that you see and you want to say what you see. But if you don't want to keep seeing what you see, then you can't
1: say what you see, and it's a trick of the enemy because that's why the Bible tells us that we we walk by faith and not by what sight. sight. So what the enemy does is he puts something before your eye gate. He allows some circumstance, some situation, some tribulation, some trial to come, and what he wants you to do is to speak what you see rather than what God says. Come on, because if I can get, if he can get us to speak what it is that we're seeing, right? I'm seeing this situation. The doctor says, I've been diagnosed with cancer. I've been diagnosed with, uh, with diabetes. I've been diagnosed with, with autism, whatever it is. If I can agree with it and speak it, the more I speak it, the more I seek it, the more the more I see it. Yeah, And then it becomes a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm wondering why it is that all of these negative things are happening to me, but That's I keep so saying good. it because the enemy keeps dangling in front of my face. Yes. It's a trick of the enemy. It's why he says, Don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. That's he it's really what he tried to do with, with, with Adam and Eve. He tried to get them to see something that, 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 that they didn't think they could see. He was like, Hey, if you eat this, God tells you not to eat it because he knows. That you be just like him. He was trying to put something before their eyes.
0: Uh, to trick them into being something when they really didn't even realize they were already there. They were already there, and this is so beautiful. I love what Neetra said. They put a comment up a second ago. She said, "My words are too powerful to be reckless." Yeah. I love. I want everybody Man. to put that in the confession in the comments. Your words, my words, our words are too powerful to be reckless. And I heard somebody say something the other day, and I, it really blessed me. It said that one of the things God did as a demonstration of grace and mercy is that He delay the time between us saying and seeing yeah. Man, I thought that, that was so good Because on the other hand There are these things that we say and we Sometimes wanna, we don't
1: like that, but it really Has saved our life in many occasions It has
0: literally saved our lives That God, he gives grace And mercy, so he, there is a delay Between what we say And what we see, mm-hmm. how many of you Have ever said, I'm sick of it How many of you have said, they are getting on my Last nerve, how many of us have Ever looked at a joke or something funny And said, ooh, that's killing me, mm-hmm. Aren't you glad aren't you glad that there is a delay and you don't get everything that you say? Yeah. And so what happens is God is so gracious and he's so merciful to us and he keeps teaching us. But here's the thing. This is what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us this is good or bad. When the clouds get full, they're going to release rain, right? Mm-hmm. So if we keep making this practice of saying negative things, I don't have no money. Ain't no good men, um, I'm always getting sick. Nothing works on good on my behalf. If I keep saying that stuff, eventually the cloud is going to get full and that's going to be my life, which is why we continue to say to you, your life today is the result of your most dominant thoughts Mm -hmm. because your most dominant thoughts dictated your words. Mm -hmm. So how many of you just think we should stop and praise God? Even though there are some things you have wanted to come to pass faster, you wanted that money to show up faster, you wanted that relationship to show up faster, you wanted all of that stuff to show up faster. But aren't you glad that because of grace and mercy that God is giving you the ability to learn to use your words properly and that you didn't get everything you said Mm-hmm. I am so glad I did not get yep. everything that I said. This is the training in authority. So then when I begin to understand how important my words are, how important my words are, I will take my words back from the enemy and not just let the enemy get me to say anything. And And then once I understand and once I spent time
1: working to tame this tongue of mine, then I understand, which is what we're going to get into today, yes. is that then I I have some responsibility. Some responsibility. And we almost kind of started talking about that this morning when you were saying, hey, look, we can't make you stay connected. We can't we can't make you come to Strategies for Success. We can't make you show up for prayer on Tuesdays and Fridays. We can't make you come to the new partnership class because what someone told me uh, the other day, they was like, you know, I know these are new partnership classes, but this is just good information that I didn't know. You know, it was not not just how FOC sees it. I just didn't know about church discipline. I didn't know about church authority. I didn't know about what it meant to, to, to be in line with, with the vision of the house. I, didn't, I hadn't heard those things, you know, but we can't make you get involved with those things. You know, we tell people all the time, we know service starts at 10, but you ought to come to worship at 930 because it gets you in such a
0: place to be ready to receive. But if you don't come we, we can't, can't make, make you. you. We, we can't, can't we're not coming you. to your house turning your um t- turning your facebook on for you. So if you want
1: to learn how to activate the power and authority that Jesus gave you,
0: you got to know that it's your ref- your responsibility to flip the switch. And one of the mistakes that people make is that they listen to people who say it don't take all of that. And before you ever listen to someone- Who some- don't have all of that. Who don't have all they of that. They don't have what
1: you're, they, they literally do not have what you're desiring, but they're telling
0: you it don't take all that to get it. How the heck do they know? They don't have it. How the heck do they know? It's like you're listening to somebody who doesn't have a good marriage telling you what it don't take to have a good marriage. They don't have any proof. Dumb. You're listening to someone who is broke tell you that tithing doesn't work. Dumb. And you're listening to someone who still who is managing sickness in their body tell you that it don't take all of that. Dumb. You don't need to be making all of those confessions. Yes, you don't dumb. need to be. It really. And and, and and we're not trying to be funny. It really is dumb. It is. Before, I, I say this to people all the time. Before you take someone's advice, you should inspect their fruit. Would I want your life? If I would not want your life, why in the heck am I listening to what you are saying? If you, you got some of you got people in your life who don't tithe and ask you for money. They ask to borrow money from you, but they don't believe in the tithe. And then they tell you that you don't have to tithe because they're not even smart enough to realize the only reason you have extra is because you believe what you have to God. Why would you take their word? And why would you listen to people who don't know God about who God is? Mm -hmm. About who God is. It doesn't make sense. It's dumb. dumb. Okay. All right. So what do you want to say next before I do my point? Okay. Okay. All right. Then pastor said it's dumb. It's just dumb. Pay attention to who you're listening to. Pay attention to the people who are telling you to just keep it real. Do you like what's in their life? Do you really want to keep it real? Do you want to keep getting what you've been getting or do you want something else? All right. So then our, sec- our point for today is God gave us the power to use so we must take responsibility for flipping the switch. We must. We must take responsibility for flipping the switch. And here's what I mean about taking advice. When I started walking last year and then all of these people were messaging me. And now the people who message me and ask me how to walk 100 miles in a month, that's a legitimate thing to ask me because I did it. Right, Mm -hmm. but there were people asking me, How do I lose weight? Do you see? I'm still trying to lose weight. Am I the person you really should be asking this question right here? You need to go find some people who got some fruit. (laughs) No, that's real talk. I'm not trying to be funny. Go find some people who have some fruit. Don't ask me what to do. Ask people, follow the Bible says to follow after those who through faith and patience have received the promise, not the people out there looking for the promise with you. Mm. So and it says, it says we must take responsibility for flipping the switch. I want to look at Ephesians one, verse nineteen through twenty-one. I'm going to use the amplify. It says, so that you will begin to know what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power is in us who believe. Who believe? Who Who believe? Who believe? Who believe? These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and world, but also in the world one to come. So he says, Here's what I want you to understand. I want you to understand that this power you have been given, it has been conferred to you. By the one who has all power over everything. And I love this point is that one of the things that I thought was so good that you put in the notes, you said our authority is even greater than Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. because Adam and Eve had authority in the earth realm. But now we have authority in, we have authority in this realm in this and realm. we have authority in the heavens mm-hmm. because we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. And authority over hell and we'll have power in the world to come. And power <laughs> in the world to come. But a really key point, it says to those who, who believe. believe. So it look at what it says. It says it is that what the immeasurable, unlimited, And surpassing greatness of his power is where? In us. Mm -hmm. You've got the power. It's in us. The
1: question is, are you going to use that power and use that authority to maximize the results that you have in life? Because you can and, because and, and you and that's it. what this teaching is all about. It begins with you understanding how to tame those four areas. You gotta tame your thoughts, gotta tame your tongue, you gotta tame your heart, and you gotta tame the team around you. But once you've done that, once, once I've done all this taming, now what are you gonna do? What are you gonna
0: do? I gotta understand it's my responsibility to flip the switch. I've gotta flip the switch. I love and that. one of the ways that I flip the switch is that I get under authority. Mm-hmm. The centurion mm-hmm. soldier, when yep. he went to Jesus and he wanted Jesus to heal his servant. He said, just speak a word. Jesus says, I'll go with you. He says, I don't need you to go with me. Why? Because I am a man under authority. And when I, basically he says, when my commanding officers tell me to do something, I do it. When the people under me, when I tell them to do something, they do it. I understand that you command sickness and disease. So if you tell it to go, that's all I need you to do one of the biggest challenges I believe for so many believers is you want to exercise authority that you're not under. Mm. So you want to say what you want to say. You want to do what you want to do. You want to move how you want to move. And then you expect hell to listen to you hell is not obligated to listen to you when you are not operating under the authority of Christ. That is why I want to know what is God saying about my life. Once I find out what God is saying about my life, then I want to get in alignment with that. Some of you are frustrated right now because you're trying to force God to do what he's never agreed to do. Mm. You're trying to force God. You think you can pray enough. You think you can sow enough. You think you can beg enough. And I want you to hear me. You might get it. That doesn't mean that it came from God. So if I want to maximize and turn this switch on, here's what I want to find out. I want to find out what is the will of God for my life? What is the will of God for my what life? What is the will of God for my what life? Is the will of then God once life. I know the will of God for my life, mm. I confer no, no longer, longer with flesh and blood. And blood. Y'all ought to you ought to put that you ought to put that on That's your right. mirror in the bathroom. When, when I hear from God, I don't need to hear from another human. When I have heard from God, I don't need to hear from another human, not even myself. That's right. When I have heard the will of God for my life, I do not entertain Anyone who says anything contradictory to what God has said, yep. once God told me Jordan was go talk, I didn't give a freak. Who says she was going to talk? Why? Because you ain't God. And I don't agree with what you said. In fact, let God be true and let you be the lie that you are. And if let you be- couldn't
1: agree with that, you could not be a part of the team. And you could be part, part of team. Taming
0: your team. When God has told you something and you know
1: that God has told you. There's what we call well-meaning others. And you have to be careful that those well-meaning others don't come in and plant seeds of doubt, fear and unbelief into your heart. That's why you got to be taming your team. So we take we we, people knew. I don't know what they thought away from us, but when they was around us, they knew the only thing they could say was Jordan going to talk.
0: They better say it because that's all
1: they could say. That's all they could say
0: else get you excommunicated from the team. And see, that's what some of y'all don't even realize. Y'all keep entertaining people who the enemy has sent to destroy your divine destiny. Mm. You keep taking counsel from people because here's the thing. And this is where I I love when I talk to people. They say, they say, I'm just trying to be wise. Let me help you. There is no wisdom apart from God. Apart from God. there is. So the moment God tells, I, I want you to hear this. If God tells you to move to California and your mama tell you not to move to California, your mama ain't operating in wisdom. God is operating in wisdom, and it's best that you obey God. Now, people don't like that, people- but that's why you got to make sure.
1: I say that, that's why you got to make sure that you're hearing from God, because what a lot of people do is they filter what they want to do and put God's stamp on it. They'd be like oh this is what I want to do so God Said it now just because you say God said it don't mean God said it So that's why well, when Pastor. I ask when I ask people What did God say the reason I'm asking that is I want to see If what you're saying is going to line up With his word because what God will never Do is contradict his word No no
0: say that again what, what, God, God what, them gonna do?
1: What, what God is never going to do is Contradict his word so I say To people what did God say Not just to hear you tell me what he said I'm listening to hear whether or not, what it is that you're hearing lines up with God's character. Because if it doesn't line up with God's
0: character, I'm not saying you didn't hear it. I'm saying it didn't come from God. So what you're saying is that if somebody's married, I can't make them my soulmate just because we got a soul tie. No, because God ain't told me no. that somebody else's husband, that's even right. though they separated and he say he don't like his wife. God ain't told me that somebody that's in covenant with somebody else. Is my husband Not why they ain't covenant Not why they ain't covenant with somebody else (laughs) And so what you're telling me is that God has not told me That it's okay for me to take my tithe And give it to someplace other than the church He ain't told you He ain't told me that it's okay to take my tithe And give it to Habitat for Humanity Or give it to my friend Because she's really going through Because that would be a contradiction of God against himself He may
1: have told you to give money to Habitat for Humanity Or another charity He didn't tell you to give your tithe to them and, and, and people can be like, well, you don't know what God's. Oh, OK. What I can tell you is God is very consistent and in, in, in God is very consistent in lining up with what his word says. And he doesn't make it a habit of telling 19 people,
0: 19 different things about what his word says. So, I mean, and you know this to be true. Nobody ever wonders where the sun is coming up from. It ain't just floating. We don't just know sometimes it's coming up from the south. Sometimes it's coming (laughs) up from the north. Sometimes it's coming up from the northeast. We can always count on what God is doing, right? And here's what happens is that when you don't know the word, You can't discern between your own desires. Now, this is a good time to put this in right here. There are actually three destinies you can live and it's important for you to understand. One of them is prophetic destiny. It's what God created for you in the beginning before the foundation, before he put you in your mother's womb. The other one is flesh destiny. Flesh destiny is the thing that I want. There are sometimes things that I want, but that's not what God wants for me, right? The problem with flesh destiny is that when I decide that I want what I want more than I want what God wants for me, I'm automatically gonna attach myself to demonic destiny demonic destiny which is this point in john 10 and 10 where the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy. So let me give you an example of how this works. It is the will of God for us to be tithers so that he can protect the 90%. -hmm. He's like, if you get in covenant with me, I will protect the 90%. But now in my flesh, I don't feel like I can afford to tithe. I feel like that money would be spent somewhere else. I don't really like it. I think my pastors live too well, and I'm going to take that money in my flesh because my flesh is opposed to God, and I'm going to give that money somewhere else. I don't understand that when I made the decision to give that money somewhere else, that what I did is I just activated by my flesh destiny. I just gave the enemy permission to come and steal, kill, and destroy Mm -hmm. my finances. And many of you, if you track your life, you don't tithe. And that's why you always have something going on in your life. There is all. Hosea says it like this. It will be like when money comes that you have holes in your pocket. Stuff will literally be stolen from you. God ain't stealing nothing from you. It's your disobedience. It's your refusal to flip the switch by coming into obedience and living under authority, operating in your own flesh that gives the enemy permission to steal, kill and destroy what God has for you. I want my prophetic destiny. I want my prophetic (laughs) destiny. I want my prophetic prophetic destiny. destiny. And Mm -hmm. I want you to understand this, that you can live prophetic destiny in one area and then live flesh destiny in another area. So you can be accepting your call to preach because that's what he told you to do and still be in covenant relationships that he told you not to be in. And here's the problem
1: with people who attend church and consider themselves to be believers who don't understand the difference in these destinies. Because what they will do is they will have a desire, a fleshly desire for something. And they'll be like, well, if I ain't supposed to have it, God won't give it to me. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you have any talent, if you have any skill, and you have any ability whatsoever, you can produce almost anything you desire in your flesh. In your flesh. But just because you produce it in your flesh doesn't mean it came from God. If it, 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 Listen to me. Hear me when I say this. If you are, if you have any semblance of intelligence, if you have any hustle in you <laughs> at all, if you have Anything about you that that's a go-getter. If you I call it gumption, if you got any gumption whatsoever, you can go out into this world and make some stuff happen. But just because you go out there in the world and make it happen doesn't mean it's from God. Because if I'm out there in the world, I literally I'm playing by a different set of rules. Because out there, I don't care who I step on. Out there, I'm not caring who I lie and cheat because the goal is to get to the top. The goal is to win. And if I've got any ability whatsoever, I can go out there and get that done. You understand what I'm saying? But just because I go out there and get it done doesn't mean it's from God. So I show up with the big house. I show up with the big car. I go on vacation. I got a big bank account with thousands and millions in it. That doesn't mean it came from God. And so you have to be careful when you a believer that just because something got produced doesn't mean it was produced by heaven.
0: What what's your cash out? <laughs> no, no, because you're preaching up in here. And believers say it all the time. It's like it's
1: like, well, well, you know, if the Lord didn't want me to, to, to have this job, then I wouldn't have got the job. Listen, if you can interview, if you, you can get a job, you know what you're talking about, somebody will give you a job. It, that doesn't mean that's the job. That there have been, I, you know, this. There have been times I interview for jobs, I got the offer, and wanted to take the job, and God's like that's not your job. You know, that's not your job. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I've been disobedient at times to to continue through the interview process, right? I'm not being like, and I'm talking from experience, being like, well, if, well, if God don't want me to have it, he just he just won't let me them offer me the job. Then they offer me the job. The pay is right. The days, the, the 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 benefits and stuff is right. But God says that's not your job. Don't touch. Now that. I got a decision to make, and I, and I tell you the the perfect the, the job that all that I use in my mind is, is the job I applied for in Seattle. It was it was it was the, the See, t- I Thought you were gonna say Harlem. No, the no job no, in the, Harlem. No, the, the Seattle job was better than the Harlem job. The Seattle job was the right title. It was the right pay. The person who would have been my mentor is now one of the superintendents in one of the largest 100 school districts in the United States. That was going to be my direct report. It was it was everything and the Lord said, dude, he didn't even say that's not your job. He said, don't take that job take that job. It's like well why not? <laughs> it's everything is lined out. Why not? Why, why not take this job? This is what I've been praying for. This is what I've been preparing for. And he said, do not take that job. And you know what? I didn't take the job. Now, people would love to go, oh, you didn't take the job because so and so and so was going to happen. I don't know. I (laughs) I didn't take the job, so I don't know what was going to happen. All I know is that I choose to obey God over whatever anything else looks like. Why? Because in your flesh, you can make stuff happen.
0: It's easy to make stuff happen in your flesh. And and you can't walk in biblical kingdom authority when you are undisciplined and you don't know the difference between your flesh. Listen, just because it's good. Yes. Don't mean it's God. Yes. Just because I I, want to give you all a good example. That's (sighs) biblical Jesus. When the, when Jesus began to perform miracles, the people wanted to make him their leader. They wanted him to overthrow the Roman government. He had the power to do it. He had the strength to do it. He had the wisdom to do it, but his assignment was the cross. And one of the challenges for believers is that you believe because you want something, God gotta want that for you too. Mm. All of the promises of mm. God are yes and amen. So if he say no, it's not yours.
1: The promises of who? Of God. Of God. <laughs> so the promises God, God are made. Not are the yes, ones we formulated. Not we the ones we
0: with. formulate. Right. They wanted Jesus to step out of his divine destiny Mm -hmm. in order to get into a flesh destiny, Mm -hmm. which would have ultimately tied him to a demonic destiny, which would have meant that you and I didn't have the ability to be saved by grace. But Jesus said, no, I know what the father told me to do, and I'm going to do my assignment. Listen, one of the surest things I ever heard as a 22 year old woman was to marry you. Mm There literally were people who came to our wedding and bet that yeah. we wouldn't make it six months. We knew each other six months and 13 days from the time we met to the time we got married. Well, one thing I have always been sure of, even when I couldn't stand your tail, I was <laughs> sure that the Lord told me that you was my husband. Mm-hmm. The problem for many people, we will ask people this when they're getting ready to get married. Did God say that's your spouse? I love them. They're smart. We're compatible. Um, Our enneagrams match. Um, we have com- compatible goals. Did God say it? Let me tell you why you need to know what God said. Because there's going to come a pressure point in your life there's going to come an opportunity to walk away from the promise mm-hmm. there's going to come some temptations, some trials and some tribulations it is in that moment it ain't in the good moments when things was going good for mm-hmm. us it was in pressure that I needed to be sure that I knew that I knew that I knew that I had heard from God that we were supposed to be in covenant together many of you trying to hold on to friends God ain't never told you they was your friend you're trying to hold on to relationships jobs cities churches God ain't never told you to have any of that but you want it so bad. And listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God will step back and give you the thing you want so Mm -hmm. bad. Ask Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel kept begging for a king. Mm -hmm. God kept telling him, you do not want a king. If you get a king, they're going to oppress you. They're going to tax you. They're going to do, no, we want a king. We want a king because everybody else got a king. We want a king because we got, he said, okay, you want a king. And they got Saul. And, and they, they got caught. Saul
1: because they picked Saul out of their flesh. They picked Saul out of their <laughs> flesh. Because he, he looked good. He was tall. He he it, All the
0: right attributes, but it wasn't God's best for them. So I need to understand that flipping this switch, the way that I really flip this switch is that I choose to become radically obedient. And I like what Dexter, what Dexter said. He said,
1: we don't always know what we avoided when we obey God, but by but faith. By faith we are sure that what obedience was the right option. And that's what I was trying to express. Yes. I don't know what I avoided by going out to Seattle or when I didn't take the job in Harlem. I don't know what I what I what I avoided. What I know is on the East Coast and the West Coast. He said, Don't take those two jobs. I don't know what I avoided. What I do know is that it was the
0: best option. And I love that. I love that. It's like we obey put this in the comments. Say obedience is always the best option. Obedience. Obedience always is the always option. the best option. That's and facts. they're gonna and you you need to understand that's this, facts. which is why you need to mature. Yeah. When you you need to understand that they're going to. That's some, why you need you, to mature. This is why you need to mature and you need to grow up. There are going to be some times that God is going to tell you no, and He's not going to tell you. He's not going to tell, tell you why. He's not going to tell you why. He's not going to have nope. a committee meeting with you. He what? is Man, not. He's not obligated he to tell obligated you to why because you ain't going to cross and, and, and
1: that's and that's the thing that we have to understand: we are not obligated to demand of God to tell us why we can't do something. You know, and the same thing, and not that we do it to dominate our children, but if you tell your kid, hey, don't run in the street, and they say, and they don't need to know why, don't run in the street. Now, I can explain to you later, but at the moment, do what I
0: told you to do. And that's what we need to mature to the point of doing. We need when to God mature. says something, do what he told us to do. We're going to do what God told us to do. This is so important. Obedience why? is always Because obedience is going to close the door to the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying mm-hmm. for me. I'm going to use a testimony that it's an Old testimony is one of my sorors years ago when we were back in the recession of 2000, 2007, eight, whatever, during that period of time. Right. She was working at a company and that company made tile like tile that goes on the floor. She was hired for something totally different. Something happened in the job and they needed someone to learn how to run the tile machine. It was this computer operated thing. Right. It wasn't her background. It wasn't her work. But the person it was only one person in the company who did it. And um, and he wanted her to learn how to do it She didn't want to learn how to do it But God kept telling her to learn how to do it That guy ended up leaving the company taking a better job the recession came And her entire department got laid off. They kept her because she was the only Only one who could run that machine. Understand, there are things that God is going to tell you to do today. Things about how to raise your kids, things about where to live, things about where you need to go to church, things about how you need to spend your money. And in the beginning, he's not always going to be giving you a bunch of details about why. Because let me tell you something else that no one wants to talk about. God doesn't give details until people become friends. The Bible says that Abraham was a friend of God, which is why Abraham could talk to him about not destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. In the beginning, God is looking for children who can follow instructions, children who become servants, servants who grow up into sonship and then sons start having conversations. There are things that we discuss with our kids now. We didn't discuss when they were three. There are things we explain now. We didn't explain when they were three. So when I begin to. Oh, I love what Chris said. I love. Here's the mark of maturity. When I stop, I know I'm maturing when I stop throwing fits. About when God says no. Mm -hmm. When I so trust that God loves me more than I love myself. When God knows my destiny better than I know my own destiny. And I am willing to surrender to his position and do it his way. Then that is the place where I'm really growing up and I'm ready to use some authority. So we talk about being metacognitive, right? Yes. And we know that being metacognitive means to think about
1: your thinking. Yes. Think about this. You are throwing a fit. Because a person who loved you so much sent your elder brother to the cross to die for you, but now that he told you no, you believe that somehow he's out to get you, and as a result, you throw a fit and rebel against him. If you'll stop and think about that process for just a moment, you'd never throw another fit with God. You never throw no. another fit. You never throw another fit because you're throwing a fit. At a person who loved you so much that when you were in sin, he was thinking about you and sending your elder brother Jesus to the cross to die for you so that you could come back home. But now that I tell you no, that Charles ain't the right one for you, that Susie ain't the right one for you, that this job ain't the right one for you, that going on this vacation at this time ain't the right timing for you, that spending money on this thing at this time is not the right time for you, now you're going to throw a fit? You're going to forget about what I already did for you that was more than what you could ever do for yourself, and you're going to throw a fit? It's because you're not being metacognitive.
0: It, 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 and it's because you're immature. Because where do we see this with kids? When your kids are little, you can take your kids. You can get up. This is we gonna show our age. You take kids to toys R Us. We gonna get a toy today. You take your kids to McDonald's, and then they want to go to the park, but you got something to do. And now they was like, oh, thank you, mama. I'm so glad you took us to Toys R Us. Oh, thank you, mama. I'm so glad that you took us to McDonald's. Now you want to go to the park. Baby, I can't take you to the park right now. We need to go home. You don't never give me nothing that I want. You don't love me no more. Why can't? Literally, that is how some of us act with God. That literally, you're mad because God wouldn't, because God, not not that God wouldn't let you, because that's the other thing. God will let you do whatever you want to do. So you're mad because God won't let you move to a city. You're mad because God don't want you to um to, to do this thing right now, to date this person, to be in this situation. And you can always tell when you get offended with God, because anytime you get offended with God, you start talking to God about all the stuff you done done for him. You start ta- You start saying stuff to God like this. Well, what's the point in being celibate all this time if I wasn't going to have a husband by now? What's the time, point in tithing all of this if I wasn't going to be a millionaire by now? You can If you're metacognitive, you can always... Always discern your own immaturity. Mm-hmm. You don't even need nobody to tell you. Somebody said in the comments, I don't know it went
1: away, but somebody said in the comments, they said that uh, that God is love, so everything he tells us is, is in love even when it's no. <laughs> oh, I love that. Even when it's no.
0: I love that. Let's reiterate that. God is love. Yeah. So anything God tells us oh, is, is, is. is love. And, and here's the manipulation that some of you have believed, is that you believe that because God loves you, he should co-sign anything you want to do. You believe, that it. Any, you believe that Talk love about means, it. you should date anybody you want to date. You should go anywhere you want to go. You should do anything Mm. you want to do. You should say anything you want to say. Mm. And then you say something that shows your immaturity. You say, God knows my heart. Yes. He knows that your heart is stony. He knows that your heart is rebellious and he knows that your heart doesn't trust his heart. Mm. That's what he knows by Mm. that. That's what he knows by that. That's why we allow... Love doesn't guarantee that's a good. yes. Love only guarantees a yes to what he's already said mm, about you.
1: That's right. Love doesn't guarantee love.
0: Yes. A, 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 see, we should just grow up. Love, mm-hmm. love doesn't mean I gotta let my kid go over her friend house. Love that's not what not love means. That's
1: right. In fact, I, I may I, I can love you so much that, that we I get an unction from the Holy Spirit that you shouldn't go. I keep you from going. Why? Because I'm doing the same thing the Holy Spirit wants to do, which is to
0: keep you safe. And let me tell you something. When we get to this point that we will listen to God on the front end, Mm. we will begin to sidestep the the strategies and the Mm. plans of the enemy to destroy us. John 10 and 10 says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's a scripture we don't have in here. It says, when you are drawn away, Mm. hear me, please hear me, beloved. You are only Ever drawn away by the, by the lust of what of your own what? flesh, flesh, you are only ever drawn away by the lust of your own flesh. So, understand the strategy of so, the whatever enemy.
1: draws you away, what I hear you saying mm-hmm. is it was, it was in you, it was in you, and the, and the enemy dangled it in front of your eyes to see if you would connect to it. But just because something's in you and he and he dangled something, it doesn't mean you have they to connect it to up. it up.
0: Yes, it says, But every man is tempted, God didn't tempt you. Mm. God didn't let that pretty girl walk past mm-hmm. you for you to be tempted. That right. ain't what God right. did. Right. But every man he is tempted, is tempted when? when he is drawn away mm-hmm. by the love, by his own lust and enticed. And I think that this is so important because it goes back to your point, especially those of us who are intelligent. Those of us who are educated when God has had, l- listen, you remember when we wanted to go Atlanta mm-hmm. into Atlanta, we was like, man, we can do it big in Atlanta. We can, we can, we can do it big in Atlanta. You you you're in education. I wanted to practice law. We can do it big in Atlanta. The Lord was like, "Don't go to Atlanta. This ain't the place for you. This ain't the place this for is, you. It ain't the place." And you need. And un- we've got friends who've
1: gone to Atlanta and 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 are enjoying and are being successful, and we praise God for them. But at the end of the day, we have everybody has to be obedient to what God has told them to do. So that's why that's why you can't be comparing your life to somebody else. It's why you can't be begrudging the fact uh, when God tells you to do a certain thing that you have to do it. And you like, well, why other people don't have to do it? Because they don't have the same assignment. they ain't been called to the same thing. What we do know is that God loves us all, though. So whatever God tells you to do, and whatever God tells me to do, He's only telling us to do those things because He loves both of us. Because He
0: loves us, and you know, I think about this when Caleb moved to Atlanta. Now, 20 years ago, the Lord told 20 something years ago, the Lord told us not to move to Atlanta. When Caleb went to Atlanta, listen, I was sad that my baby went. I was like, I'm gonna move to Atlanta. And I went to Atlanta to see him, and the Lord said to me, "You still not gonna move to Atlanta?" <laughs> then Chase went to Atlanta. I was like, and then Tay went to Atlanta. I'm like, come on, God! He like Atlanta is not the place for you. So you know what I decided to do in the pandemic? I just take Atlanta off the list. I go visit. And
1: right, he didn't say we couldn't
0: visit. He didn't say you couldn't right, visit. Right, right. <laughs> but let me tell you what I had to do. I had to decide that Atlanta wasn't an option. And this is where we keep being pulled back in when our own flesh, right? We keep entertaining. What he's already said no about we come on now I, yeah just tell that now you, now, you, now raise yeah. your virtual
1: hand If if that's you. (laughs) Raise your virtual hand if you know that there are some things in your life that you know God has said no to, but you hadn't put them on the shelf yet. You're still trying to figure out how, when, and where it could possibly work out. You're still entertaining, at least in thought, some things God had already said no to.
0: I had to take Atlanta off the tape. So uh, let me tell you how I protect myself against this. Atlanta got some dope houses. When people send me dope houses in Atlanta now, I don't even open them anymore (laughs) because I don't want to open up that lust Mm -hmm. and begin to begrudge the thing God told me not to Mm do. I literally made a decision that Atlanta is not a home for me it's not an option. It's like this. If God ever tells you not to eat a food, the best way to never eat it again is to decide it's not a food. You have to decide it's not a food. So if God tells you not to date somebody, you have to decide they're not dateable. You don't care what they do. If God tells you a city isn't yours, a church isn't yours, a house isn't yours, a car isn't yours, you have to make it I literally, somebody sent me a house ooh, look at this house in Atlanta. No ma'am. Do you have (laughs) some house some other place? It's
1: about a hundred five people on these on, on these various platforms over here I might have seen 50 hands say yep that's me listen I've done it I, I'm, I'm testifying to you as as a as a man of God I have to be careful not to do it I've done it before well God says something is no and I'm trying to figure out is it no no Or is it just no, not right now? Come on. Because you you want it. But the Bible says we keep being drawn away by what? The lust of our own flesh, the things that entice us. But here's the question. Why do we keep wanting if we really believe? I tell you why. Because we really don't always fundamentally, intellectually in our hearts believe that God has what's best for us.
0: Ooh, hey, I want y'all to pull Joshua's statement up because I want to come back to that, but I need you to say that one more time because what's our fundamental issue? The
1: the, the truth of the matter is, we don't intellectually and fundamentally believe that God has what's best for us. We think something is being withheld from us because we can see it and we see how good it could be because all we're seeing is the positives. All we're seeing are the pros, none of the cons. And so because we can see that, we start looking at it with our natural eyes and our limited ability. And when God says no, we're like, why would he keep that from me? I want that.
0: Now go back. The issue in the garden was what God said, "Don't touch that." He said, "You can have everything else." He said, "You can have all." All of this stuff. What is the all the stuff God has told you to touch, but he told you not to touch this and thing what is right here. And your focus line? And your and focus goes to the one thing he told you not to yep. touch. He got Adam and Eve, the enemy stole yep. their divine destiny by getting them to focus on the one thing they couldn't touch. They had a whole garden. They had the ability to make the whole world look like the garden of Eden, but they focused on that one thing and it's because they believe. Here's what, here's what he actually said to him, Mm -hmm. he actually said to Eve, God is withholding something Mm -hmm. from you. Mm -hmm. See in your flesh, because we're still in this old body, your flesh is always going to try to convince you that God is withholding something good from you. What we want, what happens is we literally, literally, we take a
1: hard no from God and make it a not right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because we make it a not right now, it always has the ability to entice us. It always has the ability to entice us. You know, when 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 you say it, when we said decided years ago that we weren't going to eat pork anymore, pork was not a food anymore. But if pork ever becomes food again, we'll be tempted to eat it. But you're not tempted to eat something that's not food. You understand what I'm saying? So if 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 Ray Ray is not an option for me, that's a hard no, right? If 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 if, if Danielle is a hard no,
0: mm. right?
1: If Danielle's not for me. If, if if it's a hard no, I don't see them as options. But if I see them as not right now, then they become something I can keep playing with and keep getting enticed to, and the enemy can use it to continue to draw me.
0: And in reality, that's why some of us see cycles in our lives. Yep, that's exactly why, why we get, we, we really, we live like the children of Israel. We get ourselves into bondage. We cry out to the Lord. He comes and rescue us. We say, we never going back. I'm never going to date them again. I'll never have sex before I'm married again. And then we end up right back in the same point. Can you pull up that thing that Joshua said? Because I think that Joshua just gave really of us our prophetic word. He says, the only way to take the island is to burn the boat. Mm -hmm. it's amazing what happens when it's a must versus a should Mm -hmm. what do you need to burn what island what boat do you need to burn so you can take the island god has for you and what needs to become a must in your life that has previously been a should you should fast Mm -hmm. you should pray Mm -hmm. no i must Mm -hmm. you should tie you should tie no i must you should guard your words no i must Somebody needs to burn some boats today. Listen, they it in the comments. They, they preaching, say, ain't they? Look at this. Someone said, sometimes we
1: believe others over what God says. But watch this. When we disobey, who we run back to? Who we run back to? We run to. right back to God to rescue us. Not the people who, got, who we believed in who got us off track. We run right back to God. That's what the children of Israel did. God rescued them, got them out of trouble, and they went right back into bondage. And who did they call when they got back into bondage? Right back out to God. We're doing the same thing. You need to obey God. Obeying God is always the best option. Why? Because, Because here's the thing. When you obey other people, other people lack the ability to rescue you.
0: That's why you end up running back to God, right? I love this. Listen, we're going to wrap up with this right here. Katrina, um, Katrina put in the comments earlier. She said, so we should leave them DMs on red. No, <laughs> you should block them so they can't talk to you. If you leave them on because, red, because if you leave them on red, they option. Because if you leave them on red, they option. You should be you like, this enticed. person right here ain't got no business in the world sending me no DM. Block. You cannot message me. If you can't say it publicly, it can't be said. You know, one of the things about teaching, we know this, that
1: when you tell stories, people remember the story, which helps connect them to the principle. Okay. And I only say that to say that the image I hope people walk away with today is there are some boats they need to burn. It's some boats you need to burn. There's some boats. It's some boats you need to burn. There's some things in your life that God has given you a hard no
0: to. Make those hard no's the boats that you burn. And you know what? If you would stop focusing on the no, you would see all the yeses. Well, because you're focused. Here's the thing. You're focusing on what
1: you think you're missing out on. That's what that's why you focused on the no, because you're like, but if the the no says what I'm missing out on, stop focusing on the on the what you're missing out of and start focusing on what you've been given, what you've been given and what comes along. You know, there are some benefits that come along when God says no. Amen when God says no there's some things you miss out on some heartache some heartbreak some financial loss some emotional loss, losing a part of yourself. Those are those are the things you miss out on. You're trying to think of all the other things you miss out on. But when God says no, and we told our kids this, you know this when they were really, really small. We said the Holy Ghost so or the Holy Spirit tells, tells you things, things to do to, what? To, keep you, to safe. keep you safe. When God says no, it's to keep you safe. He is not a hard taskmaster.
0: I love what Sharice just said. She said, burn the boats so the yachts can show up. Mm. Mm. Burn the boat so Mm. the yachts can show up. God wants to do exceeding abundance above. Them tarsus tarsus ships. ships, Them ships coming with gold. gold. Man, burn the boat so the yacht can show up. Mm -hmm. So you can experience the goodness that God has for you. Mm -hmm. Close the door on some things today. So you can open the door to the things God has for you. Because God is not a taker. Mm -hmm. God is not out to get you. God is not trying to stop you from living your best life. In fact, your best life is his idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you want to walk in authority, what does this have to do with authority? I love what Chris said. They was just rescue boats anyway. Mm -hmm. You don't need the rescue boat. You want the full yacht. You want to live the good life. Choose to obey God. Choose to obey. Choose to grow up. Yep. Choose to stop throwing temper tantrums Mm -hmm. and Focus on what he has for you instead of being manipulated by the enemy, making you think about what you lost.
1: You tame your thoughts, tame your tongue, tame your heart and then tame
0: your team, tame your team. So I'm going to end by saying this. Now that you've made a decision, you've got to decide who can give you counsel. Because everybody can't give you counsel. When we decided that we were going to save our marriage, yeah. we stopped hanging with people who didn't value marriage. Why would you hang with people who don't value marriage when you're trying to save your marriage? When we decided that we wanted to Jordan to talk, we started hanging with people who had testimonies of healing and supernatural. And breaking. we read testimonies. And we about, read testimonies. Why? Because you need. Because if if
1: you're going to be in this faith fight, you got to have some role models. You got to. So some so so we looked at that. We looked at people who 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 had been diagnosed with, with either things that she had or even greater severity of what, what they say she had. And, and we began to pray over those things and say, hey, if God did it for that person, he can do it for us. And then we read all the medical things we could read yes. because there's a natural side. To there's, a natural there's a natural, side. natural order to things. Um, and we don't we don't tell people we, we're not trying to get you to be so uh, spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. We want you to be spiritually minded. But we also know that God will instruct us on natural
0: things to do and i'll give you a good example of this okay. when god began to show me the kind of business i was going to have mm-hmm. everything i needed to learn couldn't be couldn't be learned in a regular church women's conference mm. So there were times instead of going to a church women's conference, I had to go to a business conference. Mm. There were times I had to sit in rooms with people who didn't believe about Jesus the way that I did, but they understood marketing. They understood branding. They understood scaling. They understood some things that I didn't understand. That didn't mean I didn't love Jesus. It meant you had to learn how to eat the,
1: eat eat the, what is it? Eat the hay and spit out the straw. Eat the the straw and spit out the sticks sticks. or whatever it was.
0: And so many of you, There are things that God has told you to do. I use this as an example all the time. Listen, who wants a heart surgeon? Raise your hand if you're willing to take a heart surgeon who all they got from God is that they called to be a heart surgeon. But they didn't go to medical school. They they don't have no degrees. They just over here believing they're gonna be a heart surgeon. Which one of y'all is letting those people cut on your heart? Which one of those people is letting them pe- Cut on your kids which one of them people Is even letting them put a stethoscope on you And, and hear your heartbeat why You not because your expectation Is that anybody who believes That they are called to be a heart surgeon Should at least do what somebody Who don't know God do which is Go to school get trained so they Can show up I want anointed And educated anointed and educated <laughs> And skilled and anointed educated right, and skilled. that's right. what I want so if you're Telling me that you're supposed to be the CEO your bookshelf ought to look different than somebody But if you're telling me you want to be a, be a good teacher Your your bookshelf ought to look different Your conferences ought to look different What you're exposing yourself ought to look different to Just like we expect medical professionals To go and become proficient The faith that says that we believe God has called us to do something Is shown by our preparation mm-hmm. We prepare for what God said. Amen. Amen Amen. It's your opportunity to give Yep. It's your opportunity to give
1: my goodness, this is good to me. I'm gonna go back and listen to this. This was—I can't wait to read the comments. That y'all was preaching in the comments today. Oh, I
0: can't wait to. Shavonda said, "Do you take the time to grieve and let it go?" Here's what I will say: since I have since I have come to know God and understood His love for me, I don't grieve the stuff my flesh wants. Yeah, and that's a good point. And I, I, but I—but I, I said I grew up co-
1: to it. No, no, no yeah. it's a great question. It's a great response. It's one hundred percent correct. Because we only grieve that which we've lost. Mm. When God says no, I don't see it as a loss. Mm. I see it as a gain. You're teaching your good teacher. No, today. I see it as a gain because if I see it as a gain, there's no reason to grieve. Did you because, because <laughs> what's wrong with you? No, I'm telling you, this is a really good message in terms of listen. I'm over here getting my life changed because the reality of it is, I can think of some areas in my life. Where you know, if I'm honest, uh I have to ask myself, am I still entertaining? some hard no's as not right now's or maybe down the road five years from now or, am I, or have I totally put them off the shelf? And it's not about moving somewhere, but just other things in my life. And it's like, okay, why would I even be asking myself those questions? Well, the reality is because I'm seeing not having it as a loss. But if God has said no, Ooh. then I can't be seeing it as a loss because you only grieve those things which you lose. So now I got to work on this again. Now I got to go back up here again and start working on this because if this says that when God says no, it's a loss, then I am perceiving it differently than heaven perceives it. And so I got to change that. And so for me it's good because I'm just like, okay, this is what you're going to work on this next couple of weeks. This is what you got to work on this mind. I
0: don't know about y'all. I just want to lay down now. Listen, you, <laughs> let's, I'm just no, I I'm just, I just no, good. real talk. If I'm grieving it, it's because I see it as a loss, and when I'm preaching, I ain't just preaching to them. I'm preaching I'm to preaching myself. myself yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute, yo,
1: this is real. This is true. I'm glad she asked the question because I'm like, man, if I gotta take time to grieve it, that means I saw it as a loss. But how can I see something that God is rescuing me from as a loss? So I got to change my mindset.
0: That's what Lot's wife's problem yep, was. It is. That was the problem Lot's yep, wife had. Yep. She literally, God is rescuing, rescuing her and saving her life, and yep. she looking back. How many of you are? Still she's been looking back? Instruction not to do so. How many you still looking back? Mm-hmm. You still looking back. And what happened is then she got frozen in that spot. Mm-hmm. She got fr- How many of you are frozen in a spot mm. because you look back? Just a pillow. Because you you just, just a stand pillar. In you just standing there. You're stuck. Because you look back, stop burn the boat. Stop looking back.
1: Take the hour before y'all go. Put this in the comment section. Say God's no is never a loss. God's no. God's no is never. A is loss. never a loss. It's never a loss. And if that—if nothing else, listen, there's so many nuggets in this. I, I can't wait to read the comments. I can't wait to go back and listen to this. This is going to be my work this week. I've got some work to do in my own life. And I ain't ashamed to admit it because the more work I do, the better I become. But I'm telling you, this is this. This is this will set you free. If you will listen to this, let this get in your heart. Don't think about other people. Just think about you. This will set you free. It'll set you. It'll free. change your life. And that's what we want for you
0: guys. We love want it. you to be free. I love Man, it. this is blessed. It's a hundred me of y'all. So I ought to see a hundred much. people saying, "Gods know is never a loss." You ought lost. to share this. You ought to watch this video. You ought to share this video. God's know is never a loss. And let me tell you, this revelation I just had right here. I don't know the answer. I won't know till I get to heaven. Maybe the reason it took me so long to find my life's work is that I was still grieving not mm. being a lawyer mm. that I was sti- mm. I was still counting it as a mm. loss mm. I, that it was it was this I remember having this frustration I said it to you why would you let me why would God let me go to law school if I wasn't supposed to be a lawyer even when people would try to show me all of the things I had learned in law school that made me better at this work maybe what happened for me is that because I took so much time grieving over what God had said no to Mm-hmm. I could not see what he was giving me. And oh. I gotta tell you so 100- so, oh, so, so grieving, <laughs> grieving over what God
1: has said no to hinders your forward progress. <laughs> oh God. Because it, I don't know that it's true. Like you said, you may not know to get to heaven, but 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 you are where you are now and you're successful at it. But maybe you didn't get here sooner because you were grieving over that
0: process because you saw it as a loss. Okay, well, here we go. We can look at it scripturally. Samuel could not pick David mm. until he kept stopped grieving over Saul, mm. which is why God came to him and he said, "How long are you How gonna long? grieve over what I've said no to? Mm. I told you Saul ain't it. How long are you gonna?" He, he rebuked could, get Samuel. Get up and go. You exactly He right. rebuked yes, Samuel over grieving yes, what indeed. he had said no to. That's, that's that's it. That's your scriptural reference right there. That's the scriptural. That's so it. so we renounce grief. We close the door to grieving over what God has said no to. Mm, Samuel. he not a loss. Samuel literally, he knew. Listen, Samuel knew that Saul was not leading after God's own heart. So you
1: know we're going to preach this to each other the rest of the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. But he still is sad because he's sad over what he thought Mm could have been. mm -hmm. So you're still sad over what you thought. Could have been oh. so you can't See what he's trying to give you now and Here's what's crazy because I want to help you everybody Who knows me knows this is true I did not Enjoy law school I did not Enjoy the practice of the law but I was yet Grieving over it so you is knew it after po- the first Year you didn't want to practice the first two months <laughs> The first two months So is it possible that A thing that you didn't even enjoy When you My were goodness. in you didn't even Enjoy that marriage you didn't even enjoy That job you didn't even enjoy That situation but you're grieving over what you thought it could have been instead of embracing what somebody just got released somebody stepping into a new season some of your mm. pieces are about to come <laughs> together for you because you don't even understand that the enemy has been the enemy has been stealing and killing and destroying from you because you kept grieving something you didn't even want I didn't even want to be a lawyer
1: if we was together right
0: now <laughs> it'd be some cheer
1: moves It'd <laughs> be some, chair moving, it be some, some furniture moving, moving. It'd be some laps It'd it be, it,
0: it be some laps being made right now see? Listen Mm. I want to hear your testimonies mm. before mm. we go. I know we are giving. Goodness. I know we had 90 minutes, but somebody need to put in the comments because somebody felt a break on mm. that. You're literally grieving. The, it, it when you had the life, you didn't want it. Some of you are grieving men that when you had them, you didn't want them. They did not bring you joy. You was always going through, but you was like, at least I was married. If you would let that go, you could receive something else. Let it go. Stop, Baby, listen. Stop grieving stop over grieving. what God has said no to. Stop grieving over what God has said no to. My God. It My is, God. It is not a law. Somebody ought to just begin to praise <laughs> God. Is not a law. And God loves you so much that he would do this at the end of this service because some of you would say why am I stuck why am I in this place and right now you just realize that the enemy was using your own lust lust over what God said no to to keep you there man you ought to go ahead and praise God you ought to give God some thanksgiving you ought to stand mm-hmm. up at your house and begin to thank and praise God that he love you so much that he will come get you even when you fighting against him he will come and get you why because he wants you to be free and somebody's getting ready to step into their best season. Somebody's getting ready to be released and walking. Listen, let me tell y'all something. I say this to Pastor Edwin all the time. Go ahead. Mm. I could not have picked a better career for myself. Mm. I am so perfectly suited for this work. I could not have picked it. I know this. All my friends who still practice law, who know me, they say, Sean, you would have been miserable if you would have been a lawyer. This is not your work. Mm. But I grieved it for years. Mm. Because I counted it as a loss, and when I gave it up, he was like, "Now, baby, let me show you what I got for you."
1: I was just thinking about my you God. Know, I, I know we talk about Jesus. what happened with the pandemic and how the Jesus. church has really grown through the pandemic. Jesus. But you, but you know, you know what really started to flourish for us when we really solidified for us that God wanted us to have a church in arkansas we kept trying to leave for so long and do different things but when we just embraced, okay you, we can have multiple but you want there to always be one here that's when things start to take off we I, I didn't realize until really was talking about this we were grieving not being able to go somewhere else even though we were staying even though we were staying so even though we was
0: doing our best but we were still grieving it was hindering forward progress oh lord jesus so even though we weren't removing that even though we weren't moving that grief was still producing some resentment and rebellion Mm -hmm. in our Mm -hmm. hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Lord, Mm -hmm. Lord. I love what Leslie (laughs) said. God told me he's not going to marry you. And I realized I was grieving it. It was never a loss. When I began to release that, what did she say? When I began to release that, God began to open so many doors. doors. Yep. That's facts. Man, somebody just some. I I hear this by the spirit. Depression is going to leave somebody today because depression has only been in, in place. But look what she says, though.
1: So Leslie says, God told me, right, he's not going to marry. She got that word from God. Right. She said, but I was grieving what I thought he took away from me. Many times we're grieving what we're thinking he's taking rather than praising him for rescuing us from because i don't know who that person was or whatever but if god told her he's not gonna marry you had he married married her she wouldn't have been happy so he was rest he told her that to prevent the the, the destruction of what was going to come when he didn't do what god already knew he wasn't gonna do and she says i love it she says when i realized it was never a loss when i began i released that grief she basically she, she said forget it ain't grief no more God begin to open so many doors for him. And that's how it happens for all of us. That is the process that happens for all of us. Right, Ooh, there, right there on the screen. That's what happens. When we, when we stop grieving over what God has said no to, we start thanking him for the no because we know he rescued us. And it, and it goes back to what Dexter said. We don't know what he rescued us from, <laughs> but we do know that it was good for us to be rescued from.
0: I, I just, I want to repent right now. I want to publicly repent. I know. Father, for every time. <laughs> every time. For every single time. In every situation. In every situation that I have continued to grieve mm-hmm. and be resentful over what you, you said, said no, no to, my God, I repent for my immaturity. Mm-hmm. I repent for my silliness. Mm-hmm. And I repent for the pride. That made me think I knew better than you did. I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. Mm -hmm. I repent for every temper tantrum. I repent for every time I did it, but I did what you told me to do. But with a bad attitude, I repent. And I thank you, Lord, for opening my eyes to see that I needed to repent. I repent for that. And I close the door on that. And right now, right now, I want to just say right now, I don't want nothing you don't want me to have. I don't want nothing. Mm. I don't want nothing you don't want me to have. Mm. You are mm-hmm. so good. You're so faithful. You're so kind. I don't want Ooh. nothing. Mm. I don't mm. want a house, mm. a car, a client, I don't want a purse. Mm. I don't want a tube of lipstick. Mm. I don't want nothing you don't want me to have. Not a friend, not a connection, mm. not a stage, mm. not a dollar. I don't want nothing. You don't want me. To I have. repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. grow up today. Mm-hmm. I repent. I grow up today. It's a maturing moment. I Today is a maturing, a maturing moment. moment. I grow up I grow today. Up. Yes. I grow up today. Yes. yes. See, we just, sh- we just released. We yep. just shifted into yep. a new level. It's the year release. It's the year release. Listen, I know we got to get out of here, man, but I'm telling y'all, some of y'all got y'all life changed today. I got my life changed today. I got my life changed today. Hey, I heard this. Um, Leslie, send me your cash app. I want to buy your lunch today. I want to buy your lunch today. Um, that's just a good word. I'm just so proud of you for seeing that. Man, listen, I'm replaying this
1: tonight. Yeah, I can't wait to read the comment because I can't I can't read them all because they go so fast in in, in the stream. I think I can't wait to sit down and just go through them and read them because they was preaching it here today. It's not a loss. It's not a loss. It's not a loss. Y'all, I repent and grow up today. I do, too.
0: I want you to name your seed today. Maturity. Mm. When you give today, mm. I want you, if, whether you give an offering tithe, whether you cash out today, I want you to name your seed. Maturity. To maturity. This is seed. for the grace to mature. The grace to mature. I'm going to grow up. hmm I'm growing up today. The Bible says anytime you can
1: see, hear, and understand, you can be converted. I was converted. I was converted today. (laughs) I was was converted converted today. We came to teach a message to them, and I got converted today. I did. And
0: don't keep no shame. Mm -mm. Now that you've seen yourself, Mm -mm.
1: don't keep Mm -mm. the shame. Get that back. Mm -mm. I'm I'm glad I got being converted. It means means I'm on a forward trajectory. I'm, I'm better off today than I was before we came here
0: two hours ago. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Pray. Oh, listen, we got to get out of here. You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to give your life back to Jesus? Let's go ahead and do that. You want to be a virtual partner? Let's go ahead and do that. So for anybody, because I don't know, I I want to pray the prayer of salvation today. I'm just like, listen, let's what pray. A word, what a word. So if you want to accept Jesus today or you want to come back to the Lord today, I just want you to pray this. Father God, in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge that I need a savior mm-hmm. and I believe that Jesus is my savior. Mm-hmm. And today you can have my whole life. Mm-hmm. Today you can have my whole life. Holy spirit, feel me, feel me so that I can reflect the character of Christ and bring you glory with my life. I belong to Jesus. My whole life does. Amen. Glory to God. You want to be a covenant partner with us? Fill out the um, fill out the uh, form and let us know you want to be a covenant partner. um, uh, 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 govern yourselves to all of the instructions and the classes we have this week. Show up. But man, y'all send us y'all testimonies, messages. Tell us your breakthroughs today, cause I know we wasn't the only one who done got our whole life changed up here today. <laughs> I got my was, whole, life okay. <laughs> whole life changed. Whole life.
1: I'm sure we were not, but if we, even if we were, it's okay, cause I, I needed. That was good.
0: I can't wait to go. There's, ab- to there's about to be some recovery. Mm-hmm. You really There's about to be some recovery. Well, it's, it's, like, be... it's like she said. When she let the grief go, doors started to open.
1: Mm-hmm. For some of you, I am telling you, today is a day that's going to be a pivotal moment for you because you're going to I release. You are going it. to release any grief you've ever had over God saying no about any situation and because you let it go new doors new opportunities are going to come to you and you're going to see and receive this year of harvest and this year release in even a greater measure than you have since the beginning of the year
0: I love what Rosie Rogers said she said she gonna send her offer when she get up off the floor (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I understand I understand Whoo, Thank you, God. All right, we gotta let y'all go. We gotta let y'all go. Yes, oh, listen, because we
1: gonna, because, because we... we about to keep talking about this. Now we <laughs> yeah. got to go, but we gonna yeah. keep talking
0: about this, man. Gee, my God, babe, you was teaching a down. Well, it's good. It's good man, revelation. It's good. it's
1: good revelation. All right, I guess we gotta right. go. All right, we love y'all. Have a good week. Bye, 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 Jesus.